Hi, and welcome to an episode of the JetRails podcast. I'm Robert Rand, your host for the day. Today, we're going to be talking to you about best practices for e-commerce development in relation to quality control, quality assurance. Uh, I'm joined by a couple of members of the team at DC Cap, Karthik and Bhavani, uh, and we're going to get to talk about uh, their experiences, including as they've created uh, and are managing a product called QA Touch that's built to help to standardize and improve the quality control uh, of web development for platforms like Magento. And uh, I'll turn over the floor. Um, Bhavani, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Hi, Robert. And, um, I have uh, around 16 plus years of experience in TA, and I am handling the K-Touch product uh, from the beginning for the past two years, and we have launched, and it is uh, it is a really exciting journey for me also as well. And uh, from the quality uh, perspective, since I have uh, a prominent experience in QA, so I'm glad to work in the product management also. Uh, yeah. Excellent. And Karthik, I know we've known each other for a while. I, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that uh, I was chivalrous, uh, ladies first, but, um, but, but Karthik, I know that, uh, you know, you are really uh, a driving force behind DC Cap. And uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about your background and experience in the e-commerce industry and, uh, and and both on the agency side and uh, moving into QA Touch as a product? Oh, definitely. First off, thanks for having us on this uh, episode with uh, Robert. Great to meet you. And uh, yeah, we have known each other for a long time. And I also admire you quite a bit because every conference I go to, I see you and that's where we actually met. And hey, you uh, is this person I meet at every conference, and that person's name is Robert? <laughs> <laughs> well, I try. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get some of those frequent flyer miles, that's for sure. That's awesome, yeah. So, yeah, just to give you some background about DC Cap, uh, we started in 2005. We just started with uh, two desks, two computers, and two bright people. So the company was uh, bootstrapped. So when we started, uh, we really didn't know what we were doing. We were doing everything. And then along the way, we ran into this platform called Magento. And that was really interesting for us. So that was like way back in 2008. And a little later, we decided that, hey, we don't want to do everything. Let's focus on one thing and let that be Magento. So that was actually a great strategy for us as a company. And then as we moved along, we expanded into other uh, uh, platforms as well, uh, like uh, Shopify, Shopify Plus, BigCommerce, SAP Hybris, uh, Salesforce Commerce. So we are kind of uh, platform agnostic now as a company. And uh, as you know, one of our biggest assets at DC Cap is our people. And uh, we have an awesome team. So that's when we started creating products. And that's been a really, really great journey uh, since. So Bhavani, she spearheads uh, the QA Touch uh, product. And she's awesome. And uh, every time uh, we uh, work with the client, the client really loves her. And they always say, hey, I need Bhavani to be working on my uh, project. And uh, so we thought to ourselves, ourselves, hey, what can we do uh, to leverage uh, this uh, expertise and experience? So as a team, right? So the entire quality assurance team is actually awesome. We have some really, really smart people in addition to Bhavani. 
So she was leading the QA team then. And then we kind of brainstormed as a team. And the people in the team actually came up with this idea, hey, why don't we launch a test management solution? And that's how it actually uh, started. And then uh, Bhavani came on to manage that. Yeah, so that's... That's very interesting. And, you know, I know that you, <laughs> so you mentioned you started, you know, two people uh, with some skill sets and, uh, and, and, you know, built from there. Um, at this point, you've got staff in multiple locations and, and certainly uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of growth. Um, where is the team actually distributed today? Oh, definitely right. So we are distributed uh, primarily between the U.S. and uh, uh, in Chennai in India. So majority of the team is in Chennai, and we have a lean team in the U.S. Yeah. So excellent. And, and I know that as a company, you've been flexing into offering SaaS products of your own, in essence. Uh, you know, so you've now have the, this uh, QA Touch product. But uh, what are some of the other products that have been developed uh, or, or that are, <laughs> I don't know if there are any sneak peeks, but uh, anything else that, that's been in production? Oh, thanks for asking, actually. Uh, one of the first products we built is called Productimize, which is a product configuration uh, platform. So that is actually an excellent product in terms of it really helps uh, customers using Magento or Hybris or Shopify or BigCommerce tie-in. Essentially, if you want to configure or customize and buy, so it's a product customizer. So we have some really large enterprise clients using the product. So that's a product called Productimize. And another uh, product which we are extremely excited about is an integration platform. That's called uh, Clorus, uh, Cloud Rapid Automation uh, System. So that's what Clorus is all about. And uh, we are really excited about the product because that product solves a lot of problems for customers. And uh, we have also been partnering with a lot of agencies and knowing the ecosystem of Magento and the other e-commerce ecosystems, uh, it's actually made it easier for us to kind of partner with agencies because we know the who's who, and we work with pretty much uh, a lot of uh, the big agencies out there. So you can uh, think of Clorus more like a MuleSoft uh, kind of a where you know it integrates uh, two systems together, and uh, we have done a lot of work in the Epicor space uh, with Profit Twenty One, and uh, we're also expanding into other ERPs like Eclipse and SAP B1, and you want to integrate that with uh, Magento or BigCommerce or Shopify. And uh, you know, so we have bigger plans. You know, so we are definitely excited about that. And just a couple of months back, uh, we launched another product uh, called FlexiPin, uh, which is like a product information management system. So one of the big challenges we saw in the industry is managing product data and product information management. So yeah, so it's like a flexible pen, so it's flexible. You know, it's interesting that I, I think that as an agency, I mean, it's phenomenal. You become more of a one-stop shop. You have products that you can really stand behind, that, that you can grow with your customers and they can grow with you. And it, it is that differentiator. So really interesting. And it's been interesting to watch the, the DC Cap brand evolve uh, I, I certainly love the uh you know the the logo the rhinoceros <laughs> that, that has come home with me my daughter appreciates uh, i think that there's been a, a lot of smart thinking around differentiation and, and trying to stand out um you know with that in mind i don't recall ever asking but uh, i love to ask on the podcast where did the brand name come for your agency how did you come to those initials 
Yeah, absolutely. So I would call DC Cap more of a tech company than just an agency, right? So, and uh, we are partnering with a lot of agencies uh, for that matter or other uh, integration uh, providers. So that's something, you know, I feel really, really fortunate uh, being able to work with a lot of the other agencies in the market. So when we started DC Cap, we wanted a really, really small name and all the good names were taken. So with the .com, right? So we wanted a name with the .com on it. Like, let's say you say a Texas, hey, somebody took it already or uh, whatever sis it is, right? So systems and all that. So we made an acronym. So with my family initials and DC caps or dexterous, creative knowledge, aspiring people. So we just made it up. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that's, that's fun. There's always a story. Um, that's, that's really, really interesting. So, uh, you know, I, I suppose we're going to have to talk a little bit about QA today. And, um, and I definitely want to give, uh, Bhavani a chance to, uh, to teach me a few new things because <laughs> I have that coming. Um, why don't we start talking a little bit about uh, what should a development team be looking for in QA? What, what are the things that they should be testing for? What are the things that, uh, that are going to impact the overall success of a project and health of the relationship with, with the client? Actually, first, uh, uh, the developers have to unit test their um, whatever model developed by them and um, the um, um, as a team, they have to peer review their functionalities. For example, developer A has done one feature means developer B has to review that and do the code review. And then the unit testing also had to be um, done by peers. So this way we are also doing, so it gives us a very great success. Hmm. Would, would you say based on that statement that maybe it's harder for a freelancer in some cases to go through the same QA because uh, ideally uh, in this model that you have, uh, you have a peer reviewing. So you have another set of eyes that can look at it, in essence, with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. Actually, for the freelancers, uh, they can leverage the code review tools. We have, uh, you know, for example, in Magento platform, they have... Uh, their code audit tools, we can leverage that to first uh, um, make sure the coding standards are followed. And for the other other platforms, we can, uh, if they are writing the code in uh, uh, PHP or some other language, they can do the code review tools like uh, SonarCube, extra. Yeah, and in essence, you know, I, I would imagine that there's a lot of things that uh, that a developer that's going through this process should be looking for. Um, what are some of the the main things that uh, that should be caught during a proper QA process? Uh, for the proper QA process, after the developer sign off, uh, uh, first the QA will do the we will do the smoke testing. We will call the basic core functionality is working or not. First, we will verify that if that passes, then only. The QA team will take up the task, uh, take up the project, uh, the, that build to do further testing. Otherwise, uh, we will reject that build to the developers. So the developers has to be very cautious to make the smoke testing pass, uh, passed in the build whenever they commit the code. Perfect. That is very Yeah, so basically make sure it works and then make sure you're catching all the, 
the bugs and defects and vulnerabilities along the way. Uh, you know, that's certainly logical from where I sit. Um, and would you say that, um, that there's a particular methodology? Um, you know, I, I know that I'm a fan of agile, uh, and, you know, certainly, uh, scrum in terms of managing projects, having a more of a continual cycle, uh, of improvement to a body of work, um, as opposed to necessarily, uh, you know, the old fashioned waterfall, where the entire project is happening uh, and then everything's potentially being tested at the end. From your perspective, do you have preferences of, of how that happens and does it change the, the QA process at all? Or um, maybe there's just more to catch if you do it all at once instead of doing it incrementally? No, uh, no. actually we are involving our key team in the earlier phases of the life project lifecycle. It helps us a lot. Actually, now the QA is not only the QA team's job and the responsibility uh, the, in the Agile and Scrum world, uh, uh, the shift is going to the responsibility is peer-headed uh, to everyone, everyone in the team. And uh, we are involving our QA team in the requirements collection phase. So they will know in each phase we will do the testing. Like in the initial, we will not have the screens. So we will review the requirements and in that it's in the requirements itself, we will find out the gaps. So it will save uh, more, more time. Rather than at the end of the day, after completing the uh, development, if uh, we are finding a requirement uh, gap, then it will take uh, more time and it will uh, waste our resources also in, in the cost in uh, time as well as money. So we have started this practice and it is very helpful for us. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's always uh, a challenge sometimes when it comes to clients that aren't as familiar with these processes that there's an expectation um, that automatically the first time something is written, it's perfect. That almost like they're buying a product when code is really a mix of, of art and science, uh, that it's language. So... You know, that, that would be like saying that, uh, you know, that, that a novel that's written should never go in front of an editor, that it should, you know, that, that an author should never make a grammatical or spelling error uh, as they write a body of work. So uh, th there's always that, um, that educational component sometimes in the industry, uh, trying even sometimes, uh, you know, with, with some dev teams and agencies, educating sales team members, account managers, uh, you know, management team members and project managers, uh, you know, just of what to expect and what normal is, um, you know, trying to find uh, a code that never uh, needs anything adjusted after code review, uh, I think would be, uh, would certainly be difficult. Um, and pivoting a little bit toward your platform, um, is your platform sort of uh, completely set up from the ground uh, up or does the developer need to adjust certain things around their own coding standards? Actually, it is based on the platform. We are working on Magento, BigCommerce and Shopify. So the, each uh, uh, e-commerce platform, it has its own standards. We are uh, we have uh, written the we are we are following the standards uh, based on the platforms platforms language. For example, in Shopify, we uh, we are using uh, uh, Shopify using Ruby on Rails. So. But I think you are referring to the Q 
Kimitouch platform. Yeah. Is that your question? Yeah, in, in essence. In Touch platform, it is uh, it is a test management solution for uh, uh, running every each and every phase of test uh, testing lifecycle in uh, in the project, project or product. Even you can uh, track the requirements and you can um, it is a one one stop repository for maintaining all your test assets in the Touch platform. Okay, then. Uh, we we will have the test coverage. Uh, you can find out the test coverage by uh, with the RTM. We will usually call this RTM. It is called requirement traceability matrix. With that, we we, we can map the requirements and test cases so that everyone in the team will know what are all the test cases has been covered for this requirement or not. Mm -hmm. So that our RTM will be automatically built for you when you create requirements and test cases and map. So it will be automatically created by our Touch. And as bugs and issues are found, um, and yeah. and then uh, I would imagine documented, uh, your system is going to help to keep the workflow proper for uh, for implementing fixes and then for um, for retesting. I suppose to make sure that that those are working properly and perhaps not disrupting anything else because. Uh, as we all know, fix one problem, you know, f fix one leak and another springs up um, that, you know, that, that certainly, uh, you know, it's, it can be important to retest a body of work after changes are made. Does, does that sound about right? Yeah, for testing, uh, testing, and you can report issues directly from on the fly from our product itself. We have our own inbuilt issue tracking model. So you can even uh, record your uh, one, your issue in audio, and you can save it. So um, it will be if a particular issue, a test case has been failed. So we we can uh, post an issue uh, from that uh, test case execution itself. So the test case and uh, that requirement, as well as the issue, all three are linked. You can have the report. We are we are providing the report for to identify that case traceability summary report. So you will you will be able to know which requirement has been mapped with that which test case and which test case has been failed and the issue is raised. So the complete flow will be covered in that one report. Apart from our internal issue tracker integration, we are providing integrations for Jira Cloud, Trello, as well as GitLab and GitHub also, Bitbucket, um, also, we are providing the integrations. So that's fantastic. So that really helps uh, a team to build this into their workflow, into their existing processes and systems so that uh, it's much more trackable as part of an overall project plan, as part of an overall uh, overall uh, system of assignment um, and, and tracking. So that's, I, I like all the integrations. Um, would you say that there are or are there some form of analytics that help to tell um, how developers are doing in terms of the quality of their coding and uh, you know I, I've always found that especially let's say when you're using scrum um, that you have small teams and that they are peer reviewing and they're they're learning as they go um, that it, it's part of what the the team is is there to do is to lift each other up and, and help each other to uh, to excel um, and to grow, uh, would you say that that through your systems that that's 
anticipated as part of the process? And maybe, if anything, that um, you know, are there extra reporting mechanisms or extra insights that someone might find through a system like yours? Yeah, we are having uh, powerful reports. We have dashboards, and as well as uh, we are having the public dashboard. We have uh, recently launched that. So for each team member, you can take uh, the activities report exactly what they have done in the test management solution. So uh, it will be easier for as a team lead or manager to monitor their tasks and how much they have delivered. So it will be uh, yeah eye opener for uh, them. Instead of uh, preparing, even I am taking myself as an example, I have used Excel sheet or Google Sheets before using uh, KTouch. So before we developing KTouch, I have used a couple of other test management tools, open source only. But uh, based on that experience, we have uh, developed this tool and I am finding very handy. Instead of preparing a report to um, send, it will take more time earlier. Now it is automated. Usually I will prefer, I was preparing manually that those reports. It, now it is automated, so my time time is saved, right? So the same time, uh, how I am saving the time? Similarly, our clients also will save the time. Very interesting. Uh, so I, you know, I I do find it to be an an interesting area because you know a lot of people focus so much on. Um, conversion rate optimization and marketing and, you know, various integrations and other things, but, uh, you know, the quality <laughs> always uh, comes back. Um, you know, I, I imagine that you'll be iterating and continuing to add new features and integrations, um, continuing to, to work on this particular product now that it's uh, it's out in the world. Uh, anything new on the horizon that's particularly interesting coming uh, out with QA Touch? Yeah, we are uh, actually working on uh, the few more integrations, uh, continuous integrations with Jenkins, CircleCity, and uh, Lighthouse integration also, we are working on it. Excellent. Well, you know, I, I really do appreciate all the insight into, you know, QA um, and, and into what your team's been up to. Um, Karthik, I, I know I, I'm going to plan to see you at Meet Magento New York next week. Uh, as long as we can still get flights out of South Florida, I know that uh, I'm keeping an eye on a hurricane that's heading this way. But, uh, you know, always a, a pleasure. Um, any final thoughts to share? Well, I just want to say a big thank you, Robert. I think it's been uh, great to be uh, chatting with you on the show and also great to do this together with Bhavani. So it's the first time I'm doing it. So I definitely enjoyed it a lot. And uh, also, I just want the audience and you to try QA Touch for free uh, for the first 30 days. So it's very easy to sign up, uh, www.qatouch.com. And you can sign up for an account in like a couple of minutes and then start using it and you will love it. That's perfect. Can't ask for more than that. Um, so with that, I, a big thank you, Bhavani Karthik. Fantastic to have you on the show. I hope we get to showcase you again in the future. Um, and uh, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Jet Rails podcast. Uh, feel free to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Uh, you can follow us through social media where you'll learn about uh, podcasts as they are made available and uh, other very interesting materials that we get to share with the community. And uh, feel free to be in touch if you have any questions about the any of our shows, uh, about this episode, um, or uh, have suggestions for the future. So th thank you and happy selling.